0: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Welcome back to Astrotests, or the actual name is Astrology with Tests, but we've actually made it shorter, and we call it Astrotests. So, welcome. If you're new here, I hope you will subscribe, or sorry, follow the podcast, so I will see more of you. And if you're a a returning follower, thank you so so much. How are you? How you've been? How's your How's your New Year? Actually, and last time we talked, uh, Christmas had just gone by, and we talked a little bit about um, Christmas celebrations and how they became uh, they came from pagan traditions and how they still do those traditions. Uh, Neo pagans and actual Christians, which is insane to me. But I hope you enjoyed. Um, I honestly had a great time. I feel really good coming into 2021, even though I know astrologically and even from my reading for um, for my 2021 predictions, uh, 2021 is going to be a rough year, but it's all good because as we have talked about, everything comes with work and diamonds are not created just like that. They are created under pressure. So if you haven't watched my video on yearly predictions, it's not a very detailed reading. It's not a very detailed predictions about 2021, but it's a vibrant reading altogether, which will give a perspective on what to expect for 2021. So I hope you enjoy that and I hope you go check it out and show it some love. Um, But other than that, I have a an astrological episode for you guys today i haven't done those in a while have i well the last one like real real astrology that we did was um i i want to say the conjunction if you want to count the history of astrology as well but i think the last one uh was the conjunction podcast that we had um and even though it was great And uh, a lot of people listen to that podcast and I am so, so thrilled. Like literally it reached out to much more people than my channel usually reaches out. I'm so grateful to you guys. Now this time around we're going to talk a little bit astrology. But it's going to involve two things that I do in my channel a lot. One is teaching. about stuff like i want to educate people on things that i know um in depth like astrology astrology i I know a lot of things about and if i don't know something i look it up but i i like sharing my knowledge and today i'm gonna do i'm gonna share my knowledge and the second part that i usually do is kind of prediction type like i'm gonna talk about aspects and some aspect patterns that we're gonna have on 2021 which I have talked in older episodes. So I really hope you enjoyed. I really hope you stick around and talk with us and have fun with us. So let's jump right in. So what are aspects because we're talking about aspects in this um, episode I don't know if I mentioned that before actually, but if I didn't here it is. We're talking about aspects in this episode aspects very simply put are the relationship between planets so we have the chart which is which is very simply put like a round a circle that we divide it into 12 pieces of 30 degrees each which are the houses and around them we have planets Uh, and a zodiac circle that moves around we have talked about the gist of it so we know that information we have talked about it before but there are combinations made with those planets that create different aspects so these relationships these combinations that are created that's what we call aspects now where do zodiac signs play in all of this if you think about it every aspect i'm sorry if you can hear the outside world uh but every (laughs) i'm sorry the outside world come on um what i was saying i was saying that every aspect that is happening every, every relationship between the planets is happening on a house and on a specific zodiac sign so a house is the area of the life that this aspect is taking place of and because we have aspects that one planet is here and the other one is there both houses are activated in that um, aspect so the houses are in what areas of life what areas of life are activated during those aspects and then the zodiac is actually the energy on how you tackle that you know area of life how you go about your business in that house how you yeah how you go about your business in that area of life so that is the gist of it so we're gonna talk and we're gonna take a little bit we're gonna take one by one the major aspects and the minor aspects there aren't any major aspects. so We're just calling them aspects normally in astrology. But because we have minor aspects that are aspects that are harder to see with the eye. And we have to make um, more precise calculations for them. Uh, we call them minor aspects. Not all astrologers focus on them. And not all astrologers uh, pay attention to them. They will pay attention when it's it creates like a strong pattern, which is something that we also going to talk about today. So we do have a lot of uh, topics to go about and to talk, to, to go about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't speak English today. We have a lot of subjects to talk about today uh, and I really like that actually. <laughs> I'm very excited as you can tell. I also wanted to clear something out because I said that there aren't any major aspects well in a personal chart of somebody you will have major aspects these are the aspects that are stronger on your chart they are emphasized by different aspects like one uh, maybe two or more aspects like indicate the same thing so these are emphasized so these may be major aspects in a personal chart but generally the aspects that we use, the normal as- aspects that I'm going to talk about are not called major aspects, they're just called aspects. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer there because it just came into my mind and I didn't want to confuse anybody or start a contr- controversy, like a controversial conversation here about that. But let's, ju- re- let's jump right into the aspects. And the first aspect we're going to talk about is obviously the conjunction. Um, We're talking about the conjunction first because it's the only neutral um, aspect that we're going to talk about. Usually aspects are um, charged with either positive uh, energy or negative energy. So they're going to be like easy aspects or um, challenging aspects. So uh, conjunction actually is an aspect that is neutral, and it's the only aspect in the whole zodiac that it's neutral. The reason being is because these, when a conjunction happens. So, what is a conjunction? A conjunction is when two planets are closer than eight or eight uh, degrees um, apart. So that means that they're so close to each other that they're most probably in the same sign and in the same house working and acting together sometimes because we have that eight degree orb um they are not in the same sign or in the same house that is okay if they're in between eight degrees that means that they're in a conjunction and they work as one the closer the conjunction is so the 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 less the degrees we have in between the conjunction the stronger the conjunction is. So let's take, for instance, because that is a the major conjunction that we had recently and I talked about on this podcast, uh, is the great conjunction that we had on the 21st of December. So that conjunction was between Jupiter and Saturn. And we, we talked about what it indicated, so I'm not going to talk about it here, but this conjunction was less than a degree apart so they were so freaking close to each other that was why that is why it was a great astrological event and astronomical event of the year and actually in hundreds of years because that does not happen that often they were less than a degree apart so the, the most that they can go apart is 8 and they can go up to zero degrees. So they can be right on top of each other. And that doesn't mean that actual planets are on top of each other. It's how we see those. The, the aspects is how we see them from our position here on Earth. So again, I've talked about this in astrology. If we were in a different planet, it would be would count the planets how we count. How we would see them in that planet. It depends on where you are in the universe. Um, now, so they are really, really close apart, and usually, bet- because they are in the same sign and in the same house, usually again, they work very well together. Now, that is also why there it's a neutral aspect because it, there is a possibility that they won't work well together. There is a possibility that a conjunction will be ha- will happen in two different signs that will indicate that that conjunction is a little bit more challenging for instance um, and it doesn't work as harmoniously as it could be and that can like there can be different combinations as well so depending on what house system you use um, uh, and constellation system you use what happens is that you can have a conjunction happening in the same sign but in a different house or in a different sign but in the same house or in different houses and different signs altogether. together so it's it's confusing and depending on what is the same and what differs it uh, indicates how well it works with with each other like if it if all the energies work harmoniously or not and um and and let's start from this because a lot of people know it a part, pattern that is caused when more than one more than two sorry uh planets are in conjunction <coughs> so if there are like three or four planets in conjunction that is called a stellium, and a lot of people are talking about this, and they're wondering if they have it on their chart. It's actually common to have three planets in the same, um, in the same zodiac sign, so it is causing a stellium. But it's it's a little bit complicated. We are going to talk more about it when we're going to talk about the patterns. So the second. Sorry, I'm, I'm preparing my notes as well. Uh, so the second uh, aspect that we're going to talk about is the square. I don't know if uh, it it indicates anything to you by the name, but a square is actually um, not so harmonious aspect. It's an aspect uh, of difference, of opposition. It causes delays. It causes energies not working well together so these planets need to be 90 degrees apart so 90 degrees apart means three signs away from each other that means that they are working with an energy that is not very well suited with the the zodiac that planet is in so these two planets have different types of energies that do not work very well with each other they do not complement each other that well and um, usually it's a challenging energy altogether when it comes to squares because as i mentioned the um, the the zodiacs, the degrees are ninety degrees apart, so there are three signs away. Let's take let's say for instance Capricorn and Libra. Capricorn is a very steady, uh very business minded, very goal oriented uh sign, whereas Libra is an air sign, is all over the place, is all about justice and um finding the truth in everything and that must be very disorienting for a Capricorn. Let's say that Libra is not focused on one specific seemingly for Capricorn, Libra is not focused in one specific thing which is business or, you know, goals in general. So you can see how those two energies are kind of challenging for each other and they're not very they don't go easily together. So that these are squares for us. We will see some examples of this year and where we will see squares uh, for this year. So we'll talk a little bit about it later. But let's move on to oppositions, which is the other very challenging uh, aspect that we have. So oppositions are when the planets are right opposite from each other, like the word says. Opposition. So one opposition actually that we have every month is between the sun and the moon. During the full moon, the position of the moon and the position of the sun is right opposite of each other. So thus creating the full moon. And we we know that whenever we have a full moon, it is right on the opposite uh, zodiac sign of the sun sign that we have during that time so an opposition generally though if it's on um on a birth chart let's say it would suggest um opposite energies energies that do not go well together but they could work together to create a more harmonious way of of going about things so it could be Bring balance into extremes because it's the two sides of the spectrum, and we could either work on the two sides of the specter, uh, spectrum, sorry, and be very unbalanced, or we try to equal equalize the two sides and bring draw a balance line between them. So draw a bridge. So it could, be noted that an opposition is not a very very challenging aspect it could be noted that oh well it sounds more neutral to me because as Teresa I would say that it sounds neutral to me that is something you can work with right well the two energies don't always work well together the two energies usually um are hard to work together because they are either side of the spectrum. So that is what's causing the challenging aspect of the opposition that you do have. You are called to find the balance between those two energies when you have an opposition on your chart. It's like the opposition is telling you to draw your attention onto that um, complete extremism that is going on on your chart and draw a line and balancing out logically and you know um how do you say it like with awareness you know not logically with with awareness be aware do it consciously that's what i was trying to the word that i was looking for do it consciously so bring your awareness to it and and change it consciously consciously Draw a balance to it consciously. Um, now, oh, and what I wanted to mention is when you're in opposition, like let's say when we have a full moon, so what is, the blue two planets are opposing to each other. So the two planets in a full moon, there are the sun that is opposing to the moon. So the ego or the logical part of the brain or the logical way of you viewing yourself with the emotional part of how you view yourself. So these two things are in, um, let's say, in a fight during that time, during full moon. That's why a lot of people during some full moons that um affect them more let's say astrologically they might feel a little bit different they might say um that i act up when there's a full moon or i act differently or it's like i'm pmsing or it's like my emotional well yeah if you feel emotional during a full moon and not maybe not in all of them but maybe in specific ones um we actually have a a saying not a saying but where i'm from we do say that you're getting you know influenced by the full moon and some people you know um just excuse their bad behavior because of the phase of the moon which is funny to me but it has a an astrological um, background that it does some full moons based on your zodiac will affect you more than others and it It is kind of an emotional unbalance and an unbalance between your ego and your emotions. So that is why a lot of people feel, you know, like they act up during a full moon. That's why a lot of people feel like it's the energy is different during a full moon. Well, it is, but it's that strong opposition. So that's what I wanted to note. <laughs> that was a small side note that I wanted to make about the um, opposition aspect. <clears throat> but let's move on to some more positive aspects of the charts. So like the sixth dial. A sixth dial is when the the planets are 60 degrees apart. So you see that you have to count the planets and see how many of them are 60 degrees apart how many of them are 90 how many you know we have different calculations for each one of them that's why it's much easier for astrologers to have the help of the computers or you know a a bit of software that will do that for you and you won't have to sit down and manually do the calculations of course you will have to double check some of them or if you want to Look at the minor aspects, that's much easier to calculate when you have the degrees specifically written on the birth chart. So it's much easier to see all of those things with a software um, editor. Because as you can see, we're talking about specific degrees here. So 6 is when two planets are 60 degrees apart. It's um, a, a very nice... Uh, energy the planets are working nicely together they work harmoniously they have productive energies with each other so they do enhance the productivity of each planet and they do want to do better they do want to act up together now you do hear me talk about inter interchangingly about birth chart and the actual chart because before I mentioned about the new moon and the full moon and how these are aspects as well so yes there is a thing which is called aspects on our everyday life um, which we're going to talk about um, later about the aspects that are upcoming for the next two months not all of them but we're going to talk about um, a couple that I made note just to have just to explain the aspects a little bit as well so one is this, the other thing is that we do have aspects like that on our birth chart, so each of these act differently, so daily aspects would act more daily as they are, like as they go, as we go about the zodiac, they would act in a specific time, whereas the aspects on your birth chart are more permanent on your uh, personality, that is the difference. Now, a sixth style, when it's happening either on your birth chart or in daily reading, basically is showing energies that are working well together. They are two signs apart um, because they're 60 degrees apart. They're two signs apart. And they usually indicate that these two signs are signs that will work um, nicely with each other. They're not in a difficult aspect because let's take um air and fire because the elements of the um, i'm not talking specifically about signs here but i'm talking about the elements because we have a continuous cycle what would always have a combination in a sixth style between fire and air or earth and water and those two combinations are either the positive or the negative combinations and they work well together um So that's why a sixth style has a productive energy to it. These planets will actually enhance your productivity. Now, moving on to the next aspect that uh, is very positive and I want to talk about is the trine. A trine is 120 degrees apart. So it's about four signs apart from each other they also work very well together. They are in the same element. If you have three of those, um, that pattern is called a grand trine. We're going to talk about it later as well. But it's uh, generally a very, very positive aspect. That means that these two planets have the same elemental energy because, as we said, they're in the same element. So they kind of act in the same way. So Let's take water signs. So we have Pisces and we have uh, Scorpio. Let's say that you have, I don't know, like Neptune in Pisces and Pluto in Scorpio. That is actually a very, an aspect that gives you Stamina in spirituality, like you can get reborn again. You have amazing creativity. You have a great intuition. You're really into spirituality, like with your heart. I don't have that aspect. I wish, but (laughs) I'm just saying, like if if those two words were in those signs, they would work in a very harmonious way together because they're in the same sign, Uh, and they're about water, so about emotion, about intuition, psychic abilities, like that's what they would enhance. Now, we talked about kind of the major aspects, if I'm not mistaken, major, again, the normal aspects. So these are the six conjunction, opposition, square, trine and six so five um the five aspects that we mainly look at when we look at your birth chart or when we look at the daily chart to see what is going on with the planets when we have one of those days and you go ahead to your astrological friends and you're like hey can you check up what's going on with those planets because dude that day today is fucked up so that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the aspects of what's going on with the planets and where they're at, what they're doing, how they're working with each other um, these days. Now, moving on to the minor aspects. These are, as I said, they're not calculated from all astrologers all the time because it takes um, more precise calculations sometimes to look them up. We will look them up when they create a pattern. And there are two. There are two of those that I'm not going to mention by name. Just because they have such hard names and I do not want to mispronounce them. You can Google them. Please do so. But because I literally don't want to butcher their names. I'm just going to refer to them with their degrees. Um so one of them is 135 degrees and the other one is 150. We'll talk about them in a minute. But let's move into the actual, uh, the first minor aspects that we're going to talk about. So we talked about six styles and squares. And the first ones I want to talk about are semi-six and semi-squares. So if you are uh, familiar with the term semi, you might understand what that means. So it is a half six style and a half square semi means half, so a semi six style is thirty degrees apart, so they are kind of in like they're only a house apart in a sense let let's put it in that kind of perspective. I was thinking about how to put it in perspective, but they're only a house away from each other, so only thirty degrees apart. Well, that is very, very close. It, and that, generally, that means that those two signs have nothing in common. Let's take Scorpio and Sagittarius, for instance. They have nothing really in common. They they don't really, you know, are buddies you wouldn't necessarily see a Scorpio with a Sagittarius hanging out but they they can work well together because they are in the same season kind of thing so they do have almost their the same energy so Sagittarius would be the continuation of Scorpio and uh, because of that they are able to work well with some work so, a semi six style is not as strong as an actual six style it acts like a, a weaker six style and um, the two cli- the, the two signs are really close to each other as I mentioned um, and they need to come they, they need to to work extra to actually make this aspect to work well it it's. It's weird because we have it in a positive kind of aspect. It's not a negative. A 6 as we talked about, it is a positive aspect. But it needs work to this part. The semi 6 needs a little bit more work to be positive than the actual 6 And then we're moving on to a semi-square, which, as you guessed, that would be 45 um, degrees apart from each other. So a square is 90. This is 45 degrees uh, apart from each other. And it is a weaker uh, energy of a square. Again, it's the same thing. Weaker energy of a sixth style And this is the weaker energy of a square. So again, it's a hard aspect. It's a little bit of an opposing, a difficult aspect. And um, it's weaker, of course. It's calling us to take action. And it's it's very action oriented as an aspect, and uh, it makes you feel actually discomfort, and it calls you to work on that discomfort. So you you have the need to actually resolve that discomfort that you may feel that this aspect may bring into your life. So that is also a reason why a lot of people note this aspect a lot now the other two that I wanted to talk about sorry I'm turning my notes again but the other two that I wanted to talk about the first one is uh the 135 degrees apart from each other um that means that there's a feeling of tension between those two planets if they are 135 degrees apart from each other there is a little bit of tension between those two planets there's nothing in common between those two planets not an element not like nothing 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 is the same nothing goes well. So it's a little bit of a difficult aspect as well. Again, a minor aspect that some people look at. And then we have the 150, uh, degrees apart, which is called a quin, quin, quin- Like, see, that's why I'm, I'm, I don't try to pronounce those words because I'm going to butcher them because I've only seen, the, seen them written. I haven't heard them um, you know, pronounced ever. So this is uh, an, also a stressful aspect in a chart and it suggests problems that you have to work around. So it's not like workable problems. It's not problems that you can actually resolve. Um, aspects like these that are in 150 degrees away from each other, they suggest that there are problems that you have to work around you cannot really resolve them by just trying to work them out. So these were all the major and minor aspects and now that we talked we we went all through all of them and we have an idea of what they are and what they do, we are able to talk a little bit more about the aspect patterns. So what happens with the aspect patterns and what they are? So uh, more than one or two combinations of the aspects and m- aspects and minor aspects that we talked before, um, a combination of them may create different patterns with each other. And these are some of them very easy to, to see when you look at um, a specific chart. And some of them are a little bit harder to recognize and they need a little bit more calculation to get through and to figure out if it is a pattern or not. Now, one of the patterns is the stallion we talked about. Um, We talked about it in the beginning. We talked about it when we were talking about the conjunctions and a lot of people know that Um, aspect pattern, and a lot of people really are curious if they have it in their chart. A lot of people actually have that in their chart because Mercury moves really close to the sun, and also Venus doesn't move very far away from the sun, so she will only move 45 degrees away from the sun. So that means that a lot of the times in a lot of charts, the sun, Mercury, and Venus will be conjunct conjunct and that creates a stellium right there so as i said in the beginning of the video more um more conjunctions like more planets being together in a stellium, that means stronger energy for the stel- stellium because it works with more planets than just one now a stellium may actually um suggests that you are focused on one area of your life just because a lot of the planets are very close to each other in one specific area that is the house and one specific energy which is the sign of the zodiac Um, and that means that you have a specific goal that you are after in life like you are let's say if you you have um stallium in your fourth house you're you are a lot about family and all about family and being around your family and close to your family um makes you feel happy. Um and if let's say you have all of those if your fourth house is your Scorpio in is in fourth house, that means that all of those planets are in Scorpio. So that means that you act like a Scorpio, you're very, let's say, loyal to your family, you keep their secrets, you may work with their finances, um, all of those, you know, mysteries about your family, all of those things. So you understand that The house that the stallion is found, it's what area of your life you're most probably very into, like you're very focused on that area of your life. And the sign that it falls on is the energy, is how you go about that area of your life. So that is what a stallion is. Now, another thing that I I think I mentioned is at That is the second pattern we are gonna talk about and i don't did i mention it or did i did i not mention it i'm not sure i think i mentioned it before but if i didn't a t-square is basically when two planets um are in opposition and um they are squaring to a third planet so as you look at it it might look like it's creating a triangle not a very equal triangle but a triangle nonetheless but if you basically take that opposition between those two planets and draw a line like um direct line to the third planet that would create a T. That is why this pattern is called a T square. So, we are lo- we're seeing here though that we have two of the major um challenging aspects. So we have an opposition and we have two squares in that pattern. So you might suggest that this is not an actually really good pattern. But I like this pattern because it shows us that there is a, an imbalance that we need to fix in our lives. So the opposition that those two planets are causing us. So there is an unbalance that we need to fix in our lives and the third planet that comes in that creates the t-square actually gives us an idea of how to resolve that issue and because those two planets that are in opposition are created creating a square with uh, this planet that means that those two are not supposedly really working well together but that planet is bringing those two energies and they're f- and it's finding a middle middle ground. Actually, for you to understand it a little bit better, I have I'm moving a little bit ahead in my notes because I have noted a T square that is going to happen um on the 25th of February. So it is actually really really close to us right now. It's going to happen 25th of February 2021. And um, let, me, let me look at my notes closely. So it's going to happen between the Mercury moon um, that they are squaring Saturn. So Mercury and moon are in opposition and those two planets are squaring Saturn. So this is creating a T-square as we're talking about. That means that Mercury that is squaring Saturn is restricting um your um restriction of expressing your opinions let's let's put it like that because Saturn is the planet simply put of restrictions and Mercury is the planet of communications so they're creating a square so your communication is restricted things that you want to say. Also, the moon is squaring Saturn, which um, moon represents emotion. So your emotions are restricted. But you have the Mercury with moon opposition. So that means that your logical mind, your knowledge, your brain is in opposition with your emotions. So these two are not going very well together. So you might say things that you don't mean during that time so Saturn comes in and restricts both of those planets and they're like and Saturn says no you're you're not going to talk about it you're not going to act on it you're got you're both going to be restricted so we're not going to have this great opposition and that is a great like when I saw this uh when I was like researching it to talk about it in this episode I actually was so excited to find that T-square that is going to happen on the 25th of February because it was a very nice example of how a T-square works and how those energies work together. I hope I explained it in a way that it excited you uh, as much as it excites me, but I found it very, very interesting and uh, I, I just wanted to share, honestly, I just wanted to share. So going into the actual topic that we're talking about, and these are the patterns, moving on to the next pattern, that would be the grand trine. And I'm sure I mentioned this before when when I was going um, about the aspects. So a grand trine, what is a grand trine? So that means that you have three three trines altogether. So it creates a great triangle that is an equal triangle in this case and that works that pattern works amazingly well together the reason being is because the if if you have uh, an equal la, um, um, an equal triangle anyway in your um, in your chart that means that all of those planets are in the same element so that would be Taking an example, Libra, Gemini, and uh, Aquarius. So because they're all air signs, that means that they would work very well together. So what does it mean to have, let's say, a grand trine on your birth chart? That means that you put your own gratification first, um, and you would do whatever feels right to you. Uh, you may avoid challenges a little bit as well that will translate as well as laziness because you have all the freaking tools to do whatever you want in life and you you may not act on them as much as you should have you may you know take a step back relax say oh okay I got this and not work as hard as somebody who may not have those talents or you know may not things didn't come as easily to them as they do to you. So that is a thing to note about a grand triangle that yes, you are very talented and things come very easily to you. Things work very well for you, but that may make you a little bit lazy. Um so for those of you who say that astrology is only good things and come on, everything is good about astrology and they only talk about the good aspects of yourself, no no we don't believe me if we have if you have bad aspects in your birth chart we'll let you know about them um so yeah um laziness is a thing to worry about uh you have plenty of creative energy if you have a grand trine on your birth chart and um that's it basically the element that those three signs um the element that they roll, they are the same. That's why those three signs work very well together. The next one that we're going to talk about is the Grand Cross. And I know it sounds very, uh, I don't know, um, like ominous kind of way, but it's not. It's just uh, two oppositions um, in a way that they create of like a cross with each other in the chart. So they are, it's like we're saying that the planets are east, west, north, and east. And those two oppositions that are created with each other, it's like creating um, a, a cross in the middle. They are crossed in the middle. So four planets squaring each other, and that's the key. That's how you, you have the cross like illusion it's because all of those planets are squaring each other um within and they have within them two oppositions so if they if you have two oppositions and in those two oppositions you have four squares you're perfect you have a um a grand cross uh it is actually a stressful aspect pattern and um it's kind of a, a, a never-ending series of challenges. It's a very challenging aspect. Um, and it's, it's kind of bring, it brings a feeling to the people who have that in their chart that um, they cannot rest. They cannot rest until they achieve their goals. They cannot sit down. They cannot, they cannot rest their minds or their bodies until they achieve what they want to achieve and what they have set in their mind and in their soul to achieve which may be frustrating for others but hey if if that's how you want to live like I'm not here to judge but the um, I think it's the last aspect pattern that we're talking about yes so the last aspect pattern we're talking about is the kite I haven't left anything out have I? No, I don't think so. So a kite is a little bit more complicated as an aspect pattern to explain it to you with oppositions and squares and the ta-da da da da. Like you you won't be able to understand it if you're not if you don't look at it. But if you were looking at it at a birth chart, you would kinda see a kite. So you would see uh, a small close to each other triangle with like a long, a longer triangle at the end. That kind of looks like a kite. So that is why we are calling it a kite. And that's how I am going to explain it to you. I'm not going to explain it to you with the, the oppositions that they are making because it is a little, it can get a little bit of complicated. Um, so you have a grand trine and then a little bit more aspects and you get a kite and that's it. So a kite would give you a little bit more perspective than a grand trine mentioned that it has a grand trine inside the kite so it's a grand trine in steroids let's say but it gives you more perspective so you do have all those abilities that you have with the grand trine all that talent but this time you are able to put those talents in use um and you you are easier you're more likely to work with them it's easier to work with your talents than um just having a grand trine so a kite for me it's a grand trine on steroids just think of it that way and it. i think it's a very easy way to to look at it And of course, if you want to go into more detail or if you want me to go into more detail in any of those aspects, I can maybe do like a more detailed um, explanation and how they work together or I can look at them in like specific timing on a specific dates on the chart or birth charts. So let me know. I can definitely do this. But because I have more things that I want to talk about and um, I want to put all of that, all of those things that we talked about, I want to kind of put them in perspective and I also kind of wanted to because I did do a tarot reading about 2021 I wanted to talk a little bit about the main generational and um, outer planets how they're going to move through into 2021 and what that means for us and what energies those bring to us and the reason I'm talking only about the generational and the outer planets is because these are the planets we look at um, 111 to predict due to the fact that these do not move as fast. So their effect is um, staying with us for a longer time than let's say Venus or Mercury which they move really close to the sun so that means they move really fast and they, their energy changes much faster. That's why they also call them personal planets because it affects everybody differently, whereas like generational planets affects everybody collectively together because it takes so long to move. So let's talk a little bit about those planets and uh, where they're going to be on 2021. So in 2021, we have Jupiter um, moving through Aquarius. So it's going to take the whole 2021 for Jupiter to move uh, through Aquarius. We, he got in to Aquarius um, with Saturn on the great conjunction on the 21st of December and it will take a whole year for it to move through Aquarius uh, as well as Saturn so these two are going to be in Aquarius and we're going to say we're going to talk about what that means. Neptune is going to be in Pisces and Pluto remains in Capricorn. It's in Capricorn for a few years now and it's going to be like that for a couple of more. Um, so, let's see what that means. What do those planet in those signs mean? Now, Jupiter in Aquarius and Saturn in Aquarius are concerned, both of them, with technology. Modern technology, modern things future how the the future is is going to look like we are in a time and that show it it, we can see that astrologically that we're in a time of change and when i say change it's not mm, just spiritual change because we we are having pisces in neptune and that helps a lot but it's not just spiritual change is fundamental change we are realizing that the um, the structures that we have built our society upon are not resilient they are not uh, sustainable and we are going to move into more sustainable ways of living and um, we will have to be more resilient as people and that mean as well as our governments, our economy, our everything, we, we need to be more resilient. And Aquarius and um, Aquarius, sorry, sorry, generally is concerned with modern technology, modern ideas, um, idealism, philanthropy. So it is gonna concern Jupiter and Saturn are going to be concerned with all of those things and we have talked about what Jupiter and Saturn means on the conjunction that happened but let's like put it shortly with not a lot of words Jupiter is the the planet of knowledge and fun and Saturn is the planet of intense change and um fundamental fundamental change change in a way that we didn't expect learning through hardship so both of those things are going to play a role we're going to have fun with technology we're going to learn more things with technology but we're going to also understand um the hardships of technology and what we the price we have to pay for technology and uh we're going to kind of have have to put it in perspective and see if it's worth it this year. So that's a little bit about Jupiter and Saturn. Now what does Neptune in um, in Pisces mean? Now Neptune is the planet concerned with dreams, intuition, intuitiveness, uh, religion, higher dimensions. Pisces is actually the sign that rules Neptune and um, it's Sorry, the Neptune is the ruler planet of Pisces, um, and it is actually a really good time for spirituality, uh, expression of spirituality in general, um, connection with the divine, the need for a spiritual growth and understanding of our spiritual origins, um, and what else. And people coming into their their psychic and emotional abilities, and I think I've talked about this as well on my tarot reading when I was doing like the the yearly predictions. That a lot of people with abilities, um, light workers, people that have into like strong intuition, psychic abilities, all of those people are gonna shine this year. Um, energetic healers, oh my god, a lot of people will come up with. Um, they will be aware that they have those powers where before they they weren't even aware that they could do stuff like that Um, and now more and more people will become aware of their powers and their their intuitive abilities so that's what Neptune in Pisces mean and then we have Pluto and Capricorn which we had as I mentioned for a while now and it's uh still resilience in the workplace as I said we have to be more resilient in general and we have to be able to change um and be a little bit more like chameleons and go with the flow um also it concerns your work ethic how how resilient is your work ethic and um all of those things are very important to a Capricorn uh, much more with Pluto in there which uh, like puts everything into extremes Pluto um, takes everything into extremes and it's life or death for Pluto so uh, work is really important for a lot of people moving forward as it was like we are going through that and for a while now so we are already used to that so I'm not going to talk More about that. There's no need, but because I was talking about aspects and patterns, and I I wanted to tell you about the T square, and I was looking a little bit more into the aspects that we're gonna have this this month. I wanted to bring uh, specific, uh, let's say, examples of aspects from the upcoming months and um, how that is gonna affect us and how they work together because they're they're just examples they're random examples that I thought they're interesting and I wanted to share with you guys and they're examples that they haven't happened yet so you can kind of like pinpoint the time and see for yourself how you would interpret it and how you would explain what happened during that astrological aspect I'm sorry I said in the beginning I cannot speak English today so Um, one of the examples that I wanted to talk about is in the 10th of January, 2021, so in a few days, Mercury, Saturn, and Jupiter will be conjuncting all of them together in Aquarius. So making this also a stallion, so this is also an example of an aspect and an example of, um... An astrological an, an aspect pattern so you can see how that happens because we had the great conjunction that happened in Aquarius the Sun also moves in Aquarius uh, in a few in a few days like it's not yet there but in the middle of the month so when that happens the Sun will add to that so there will be Mercury Sun Saturn and Jupiter. So that will amplify the stallion that is happening from the 10th of January and later on because 10th of January Mercury comes into the already conjunction that is going on between um, Saturn and Jupiter. So that is one aspect that we're looking at and what does that tell us? That basically, what we know, what we're learning, we're going to communicate. The difficulties that we're we're going through right now, we're going to communicate. It is going to be a good time around the time of Aquarius to communicate your ego, your your truth, your understanding. Um, Get help from others to understand things a little bit better because if you look at the energies of the planet mercury is the planet of communication sun i call it the ego um because it's not the ego in a bad sense but it's the self uh, the sense of self um so the sun is the sense of self mercury the communication saturn um, the um, unexpected n- n- changes and learning through difficulties uh restrictions sorry um and jupiter house of fun, um, planet of fun, and communication. So it's kind of, you see all of these things are coming together, knowledge, communication, um, learning, difficulties. So if you mix all of those together, you kind of get what is going to happen around the 10th um, of January and later on. Now, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about and we saw is a sixth style. So a sixth style is, as we said, a positive aspect. And on the 14th of February, I actually chose that day, um, that six style, because it's on Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, okay, that's on Valentine's Day. It's a positive aspect on Valentine's Day. Well, it has nothing to do with love, if you're wondering, but mm, it was just a fun Easter egg that I threw in there. Um, so Mars is gonna six style Neptune. So the the signs that these are gonna happen, if you remember, a six style is 60 degrees apart. So two, two signs <laughs> apart, kind of that's why they work together so Taurus is going to work with Pisces so earth and water see the two elements that they're both negative in their let's say negative it's not really negative anyway but we we call them positive and negative so it's a negative polarity both of these so they kind of work well together earth and water um, it's a good example of that um, it, make it, it makes it easy to be productive towards your dreams because Pisces is about dreams and intuition and emotions, whereas Taurus is about material values um, and determination because it's a fixed sign. They're very um, hard-headed sometimes, like they're very determined, uh, very, uh, what's the word? very fixed in what they're thinking they're a fixed sign after all but um taking action and listening to your intuition is going to be a good thing around the 14th of February because of this sixth style your intuition is going to be strong so you working with your intuition is going to be a good thing around that time um and take action towards it and take action towards your personal um entertainment and enlightenment and understanding like all of those things work for yourself work from the heart um around the 14th of february it's not the heart where most people think of i'm not talking about being in love i'm talking about doing things for yourself so this valentine's day is going to be more about loving ourselves and understanding ourselves than others (laughs) But that was a fun thing that I just wanted to throw in there. Um, Another one that I was looking. um, Just to have an example for a square. That is going to happen on the 18th of January. Um, Now that square is going to happen between Jupiter and Uranus. As we said, a square is a kind of difficult aspect. Those two planets are not working very well together. So... These two planets um, will not be in harmony whatsoever um, and they're gonna work towards our better understanding. Misconception also may occur around that time. So we might not understand very well what happened and we misunderstand a situation. So be aware of that around the 18th of January. Uh, because of that square and uh, because there is a square between Jupiter and Uranus um, it may suggest you may want to change things up a bit you may not you you may feel like stuck or that you want to change things but may not be able to and um If I translate it correctly, that means that because we're in quarantine, we would love to do much, a lot of things. We would love to go out and do stuff, but um, the square that day will will be a little bit harder. Like it's not that we don't usually want that. It's not like we don't usually want to go out and do things, but that day it's going to be one of those days that it hits you a little bit harder. It's more like, oh dang, I want to go do that, and I can't, um, so be aware of that, that, that is the square that is happening, don't let it affect you as, as bad as it wants it to, um, and, um, having fun actually may seem hard, um, a hard thing to do around that square, Jupiter is the planet of fun, uh, Uranus is really the planet of unexpected to change. So yeah, not a good combination between those two. So fun is going to be tricky. It may not be a very happy day as I mentioned. It's okay. We all have one of those days and now you understand why. <laughs> we have squares on those days. Um, now the, the other one that I talked about was the 2 square, the next one in my notes. So I think I'm going to skip that. Because I've already talked about that. And is there anything else? Is there anything else? The last thing I have on my notes is that a conjunction and an opposition are happening every time a new moon and a full moon are going on. So I mentioned that as well in the beginning of the podcast. So I think that concludes my notes. Oh my god, I can't even believe it. Ooh, that was a journey and a half, but I'm very, very excited about that um, grand—the uh, T-square, sorry, not the grand trine, the T-square that is going to happen. I really want to see how it's going to play out and if my predictions for the T-square are going to be correct. Um... Let's see. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hold me accountable with this podcast. We're gonna come back and see um, on the when, when is it happening on the 28th of 25th of February. So we have a bit of a time. We have two months until then. In two months' time, we will come back, listen to this podcast, and see if my predictions came to be or not. So. <laughs> That concludes our podcast for today. I did hit the hour mark and I passed it just for the previous podcast that I I wasn't even close to the hour mark. So thank you so, 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 so much for sticking with me throughout this whole experience. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. And if you did, please follow me. Uh, That makes a big change and it helps me out a lot. I love to see you around so if you follow me you will be able to see whenever I upload a new podcast. I usually do that on Saturdays or Sundays depending on the subject actually (laughs) if I finished my research or or not. I just don't want to come in here uneducated. So thank you so 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 much. I really hope that you will have a great new year. I hope 2021 is going to be kinder to all of us. And I will see you all next time. Bye!